Hi, this is the Geek Show podcast here, and we are live in the studio. Uh, so, you know, we have Special Nova with us tonight again, joining us on the podcast. What's up, Nova? Uh, not much. Thanks for having me. Uh, how you been? It's been good. All right. So, jumping right into segment one of the show, which we are titling this episode tonight. What the fuck? <laughs> so, um, or WTF. Um, we have been, since we've, um, last talk, mm-hmm. we talked about the Tennessee Titans and possibly them sneaking into the playoffs. Well, today, Tennessee Titans faced the Houston Texas at Texans home today. So, um, Crazy game. Um, Tennessee finally clinched the playoffs. Yeah, it was pretty amazing to have that happen. A lot of people thought we were going to go straight Hunter and lose. But finally, Titans kind of pulled it out of their, I don't know how you say it, their, their, their posture area. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not going to um, friendly, friendly. But they pulled it out. Okay, then they pulled it out of their ass. Okay, and a lot of people are happy. I'm probably saying Nashville was probably booming tonight. Yeah, there's probably a lot of DUIs on Music Row tonight. Mm-hmm. You get ready for the riots. Broadway man was probably booming. Um, next week Tennessee Titans will be playing in the wild card game, um, and we did get. The unlucky draw of the New England Patriots. My thought on that is, yes, Patriots are good, but they have a bad past behind them when it comes to stuff like this. Now, I'm not sure if it was officially announced yet if this game is at Tennessee or New England. Um, I think they will start announcing that stuff in the morning. Um, I hope it's here in Tennessee. I would love to have that home field advantage. But more than likely, since New England was a clinched team, they will probably get home field advantage, I would say. Yeah, but we just clinched that whole game. We should, we should get the home field advantage. Yeah, but we were 8-7 or 8-8 eight and eight for the season. or No, 9-7 for the season. Um, New England was 12-4 and four for the season. Yeah, whichever way it goes, I'm just pretty much thinking about their past and everything from what they've done. I don't well, know if they're not again. Today, Tennessee proved why we do have one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, Tanner Hill. Man, mm-hmm. fire! Some of the like in the first quarter, he threw an amazing pass that to me, I, Spears, it looked uncatchable by Spears, and Spears caught it. With his fingertips, by the way, Tannehill threw it just right into the pocket. Um, I'm so um, awesome, awesome, good way to get that going for the um, Titans. But Tannehill, best quarterback, um, best decision our coach made is benching again. I'm gonna say it again, benching Marcus Mariota. Yeah, the one thing about Tannehill is he's got that amazing arm, and he's got like a scope for eyes. Like, he can hit it on point every single time, which is great for the Titans. They need more people like him, more dedicated pretty much as him, and everything else. So, going from Tennessee Titans to the national championship game of college football, it has officially been decided on who it's going to be as of this weekend. Um, It will be LSU versus Clemson. Clemson almost did not beat Ohio State, but uh, LSU destroyed, was it Michigan, I think they played? I'm not exactly sure. I can't remember, guys. Sorry. They got they destroyed the other team. Let's just say. It was, a, it was a destruction. LSU was on fire. Um, Clemson is a good team, though, but... Um, we're going to go into predictions real quick on this. Um, LSU, who's taking home the national championship? You know, I've 
barely seen this happen. I'm going to say Clemson. I'm going to be like the dog kind of thing. LSU hasn't lost all year. I just don't see it happening in the national championship game. I'm going LSU. I think my prediction for the score for this game will be 43, 43 points, LSU, Clemson, 23. Okay, well, I think Clemson because you also got to take effect this. LSU could gas out any moment during that game and kind of give up. But probably down the line after the game, we'll probably have another sit down like this and discuss who actually got the right prediction. Um, so going into uh, in this discussion, um, we'll go into this. Um, if LSU wins, um, we'll, 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 you know, we'll have another show coming up in a couple of weeks. That game doesn't happen for like another three or four weeks. But um, me and you're going to have some kind of bet go on. We're actually going to come up with the scores. Whoever's the closest and whoever's right, um, we'll have some kind of challenge that'll go along with that. I think that'll be a little fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm down for that. Okay. We just got to um, have some rules and regulations with that one. <laughs> and we'll do a live YouTube video for that one, guys. When, when we do the challenge. Um, segment two, um, WWE and AEW, the new year. Um, let's let's jump into AEW real quick. I, 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 I do want to talk about something that happened over the week in WWE, but before we do that, I want to talk about AEW because something um, that kind of bugged me going into their new year show, it, it rubbed me all kinds of wrong, and I don't know how I feel about it. Um, last two weeks ago, AEW had this big match between Dr. Britt Baker and Chris Lee, Chris Slater, um, for the number one contendership for the AEW title against Oko, or Oho, how do you say her name? Oho, Oko, I can't remember how to say her name. Um, but Chris Slater won the match. Um, now she is not going to be there for that show. She had prior get prior engagements with another company and cannot be there. That's not a good start for AEW in the beginning. You're having this big match, and then your number one contender can't be there. Now it's going to be a four way with Dr. Brett Baker in the match, who lost to that person. Um. How do you feel about, like, AEW false advertising a match? Well, they kind of just started this year, right? Yeah. So, they're going to hit a couple of, like, you know, roadblocks along the way. A lot of people are probably going to get a little mad about it, but every pretty much the start of it, you're going to have roadblocks and everything. But also, as someone who knows the wrestling business, I, I do know – Anytime you go to a show and you used to go get programs and they would have matches listed on the programs, it would say card subject to change. That's understandable. And I do understand that cards are subject to change due to stuff. But why does AEW not have their contract, their wrestlers under a strict contract, especially for their shows? That's the stuff that I don't understand. Like, yes, I understand having prayer engagements to other shows, but when you have a big show like this that is the beginning of your year and you kind of miss a trigger like that, it's not good. Yeah, it's kind of like a downhill thing, but they pretty much have been a company for about, a, I don't know, give or take how many months, year? They started in October, didn't they? Uh, so three months. Um but the next thing for their little show I want to talk about, um, Chris Jericho said John Moxley has to generate first show to answer if he's joining the inner circle. Does John Moxley join the inner circle? That's my question. Honestly, the way he is, no. I don't think he should take orders from somebody else. He seems like he's that lone wolf type of person. Well, I mean, he did take orders from Rubber Reigns and Seth Rollins for years in the Shield when he was uh, new as Dean Ambrose. That was him then. This is him now. A lot of things can change over those years. I I do agree. John Moxley probably won't join the inner circle because I do see Chris Jericho and John Moxley happening down the road in the pay per view. That, down the road, that, yes, but now not right now because he is going good for himself. 
he like he's got the whole lone wolf thing down, kinda. He's he's just you know brutal in most of his matches. Um. Then the next thing that we discuss real quick is Pack, um, versus Kenny Omega, which is definitely in the cards for the next couple of weeks. Um. I'm enjoying the Pack and Kenny Omega feud. I'm I'm actually enjoying it. It's it's different. I love Pack. I think the Bastard Pack is one of the best wrestlers that they have. I love the name, the Bastard. I'm I, I love it. <laughs> I just don't know why people name themselves that. Honestly, I, I've enjoyed watching pretty much this, and I love Kenny Omega right now because he's pretty fun to watch. So that, that's who I'm going for. So going into the first year, um, you know, WWE NXT versus AEW, um, the the ratings have bounced back and forth lately. AEW has lost the last couple of weeks to ratings because NXT has definitely had a better product than AEW. But I I, I can't not just say AEW is going to get buried. Um, Chris Jericho carries that show. Honestly, I enjoy watching Chris Jericho. I know he's supposed to be the heel, but I enjoy watching that man. He is very talented. He's very good on the mic. Um, he says what Chris, he wants. I mean, I love it. Like, I mean, it was, it's funny when he calls people son of a bitch on the fucking live TV. It's like, what? Because the best thing is, under the WWE contract he was in, he was filtered. This is him unfiltered. Which is great because I think he had a lot of stuff pinned up and ready to let go. So, between that and the botch heard around the world a couple of weeks ago, um, where the uh, mask group of Dark Order, one of the mask guys, was missing punches on Dustin Rhodes. Now, going into that, I read something today, and now I understand why he botched those punches. And I now I'm not as mad about it, but I wish they would kind of make it a little bit more public than what they did. Dustin Rhodes was bleeding. You couldn't tell on camera. He was busted wide open, bleeding. So the guy to protect Dustin was botching his punches to protect Dustin, which now kind of makes me not as mad about that segment, which actually makes me go, okay, he did it to protect Dustin because he wasn't sure how hurt Dustin was. Awesome. Okay, I'm fine with that now. But I wish they would have had a better camera view for the fans to see that. Maybe we wouldn't have been as as, as upset. Or if they would have had a different camera view where it wasn't looking as botched, I think it would have been a little bit better. But that was just bad shoddy camera work on the camera crew, AEW. That's something that they're new on, and it will take time. Yeah, the whole thing about it is also, think about this, we're going into a new year and a new decade. So basically, it's going to start out almost kind of like a clean slate for all the people who are gonna now going to start getting into wrestling and everything. Also, the whole botch thing, I was like kind of upset about it still because he could have turned it into something way different instead of punching. For all he we can know, he could have started stomping, depending on where he was bleeding from. Well, if he went down to go do the punches and was already in position and saw the bleeding, he probably didn't see it until he got down. So at that point, you know, what's he what's he supposed to do? I mean, especially if you're not a like a full like the, the guy that did it, he's not. He hasn't been in professional like in televised wrestling long. He just got out of wrestling school. He did indies for a couple of years. There's not a lot of good television promotional stuff with that. I mean, it's 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 understandable. Yeah, especially since it was just an initiation. Um, one last thing about AEW before we jump off. Um, who do you see jumping into the AEW spotlight in 2020? I honestly don't know. There's a lot of good people that could actually steal the spotlight. My prediction, um, I, I I think Luke Harper from WWE, who just got released, is going to show up there. And um, if he does, we will probably see him probably take out John Moxley, I would say. And that'll be a feud there, which I, I would be okay with that. 
maybe that's the one thing that gets him to team up with Jericho. Or he joins Jericho or Harper joins Jericho. That that's prediction we 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 just hope and see. So WWE New Year. Um we're starting off the new year with a brand new United States champion. House show. And I've always and people look at me weird when I say, go to house shows. Oh, it's being televised. Nothing's going to happen. Oh, something happened. WWE has always said anything can happen in WWE. Anything. And guess what? WWE proved it again at Madison Square Garden at a live show that anything can happen. When Andre beat Rey Mysterio to become a brand new United States champion. And I'm going to personally say right here, congratulations, Andre. Honestly, amazing athlete, top talent, deserves it, 100%. He has worked his ass off between NXT, getting buried on the main roster there for a while, and look at where he's at now. Pure talent. I'm really happy they didn't bring him and Selena Vega up either. Honestly, that's they don't need to touch that. Selena Vega is what makes him, to me, very appealing on that television role. Yeah, growing up, I was always a Rey Mysterio person. So hearing about him and actually finally seeing it happen, him losing the belt, kind of broke me a little tiny bit because he worked so hard to get it. Ray Mysterio, so my prediction with that is I think the reason behind that is Ray Mysterio has hinted at doing an LWO, like a Latino World Order type group. And eventually I think it's going to happen, but Ray Mysterio has to become a broken man. And I've re- his son's about to debut in WWE here soon, stuff like that. I think the whole purpose of it is to build that group to give his son a chance to have a stable to build himself up in so Ray Mysterio can retire peacefully knowing that his son is in a good company of a good group of people. And I feel like Andre Cien Amos is one of those guys that he needs to be around just because that man is so talented. Honestly, another man WWE needs to bring back and have in that same row in that same group is Alberto Del Rio. That man is a very talented athlete, very seniored, very trend, very seasoned. And that would help uh, Dominic Mysterio in so many ways. You can show them some new tricks or some old tricks. Uh, to me, WWE giving Sin Cara at this time was kind of a bad idea. But, you know, I wish Sin Cara the best on his future endeavors. But someone like a they need to break up Lucha House Power, Power Party. Definitely, and bring Kalisto over into that group because I think that would be good. Um, there's so many great Mexican wrestlers right now in that uh, company. Humberto, I think. <sighs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't go with that. He I feels know. like a ricochet type of teammate kind I, of thing. I feel like if they do it, they they need to bring in someone like a. Like, there's so many good ones over in. Triple A wrestling that they can bring in, um, different guys like that. Like, I wish WWE would have picked up LAX, but All Elite Wrestling picked them up. Good for them. But LAX was adults with WWE, and I think if LAX would have came over, they would have probably been in that that stable. Pretty much the going back on the subject of Rey Mysterio being a broken man. I think he's kind of been broken enough. Look at all he's been through so far. Well, we'll see what happens with this. I mean, I, I, I like the Rey Mysterio and, and Andre Cien Amos feud. I've liked it. I've liked it every time they they feuded. I feel like it's been very, very good. Um, I, I mean, it's a pure – I feel like it's a pure feud. I feel like those guys, no matter – even the first time they wrestled – it felt like they had history. It felt real to me. It felt good to me. I enjoyed watching their matches. Um, 
So yes, keep this feud going. I feel like a title change was necessary to keep that feud fired and lightened up and good because you you need a great rivalry in WWE right now. There's not many good rivalries. There's not many that engage you that make you go, man. I love that. The feud that are going on right now, I am engaged with, is that one with Rey Mysterio and Cian Almas. The other one is Lacey Evans and Sasha Banks. I'm enjoying that one. I'm also enjoying the Daniel Bryan and the Fiend gimmick. I'm, I'm really engaged in that. But every other kind of little tiny feud, it's going to be besides those. Sucks. Yeah. Rollins and Kevin Owens. I can care less about it. Like, and honestly, how do drop for Ray Mysterio? It didn't make sense because he's engaged now with this Seth Rollins and. AOP thing. A title right now, and if they if they carry this on for a while, and, and you know what it could be? They could do Mysterio and Dominic versus AOP at WrestleMania. Didn't even think about that as a possibility. But that could be something that they're working on. You never know. It's just but that 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 feud between Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens, I don't care about it. And that's bad, like I'm ready for that to end. I'm ready for Seth Rollins' next chapter. It's basically like a Roman Reigns, King Corbin kind of thing. I, I don't give two fucks about that feud either. That feud bores me. It's stupid. Like, it, cut it off already. I feel like at Royal Rumble, if they don't end it and they continue it past the Royal Rumble, they are going to lose audience members because of that. It is so boring. The dog thing that happened a couple weeks ago. That was the worst thing I ever saw in my life. It was stupid. It was garbage. It was, it, There's no point to it. Just the humiliation. It was the worst thing WWE ever did. It was garbage. It was hot fucking garbage. And they just need to fucking bury it. I can tell you one feud that nobody likes. And it's Rusev and Bobby Lashley. I, I'm not engaged in it. At first... It it was nice. It was interesting. And then it kind of made you go, eh. Drew on, kind of. It needed to draw on. It was after week two of it. Like, after the the first week he came out and Bobby Lashley and Lana kissed, I was like, oh, one of these storylines. And then the second week, Lana opened her fucking slutty-ass mouth, and I went, oh, yeah, that. So, I mean, and uh, it's not that Lana's not good on the mic. But she does suck on the mic. I mean, Bobby Lashley, I tell you, she does suck. <laughs> so, I mean. <laughs> but that goes back to the thing that you said. Anything can happen, WWE, anything happens on pay-per-view or just a live event. Well, speaking of pay-per-view, um, here in about three and four weeks, we got the WWE Royal Rumble. We do know one match right now. It will be The Fiend versus Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship at that pay-per-view. Um, Brock Lesnar will be defending his belt. We don't know his opponent yet. And we have the Royal Rumble match. And then we have some speculated matches like Nakamura versus um, Braun Strowman and probably Kevin Owens and probably Seth Rollins, I would say. Um, I'm predicting it's not going to be that match. I'm predicting it's going to be Seth Rollins and AOP versus Rey Mysterio, Kevin Owens, and Samoa Joe, that's my prediction. But um, what the Royal Rumble match every year? That is one of the most unpredictable matches. Sometimes we get some big shock and awe. Who do you say coming back into the Royal Rumble this year? Honestly, I have no clue. I'm just waiting for the that one match that everybody's looking forward to during the the whole feud that's been going on for about. Four weeks, maybe two, three weeks. I don't know. The Daniel Bryan and the Fiend. It's been about a month and a half now. Pretty much, he he went missing for like a week or two, and finally he comes back and starts whooping on Bray Wyatt. Um, the Royal Rumble this year. I'm expecting Edge. I really am. I'm expecting Edge. I'm expecting John Cena, um, to return. Maybe the Taker. Maybe if it happens, it happens. Maybe Sting. Never know. Um, I'm expecting the villain Marty Shaw to possibly make his debut. Maybe the, the Peacock Dalton Castle to make his debut. 
um, the boys have signed with WWE, the Tate Twins. So um, that'll be interesting. Maybe they'll show up on WWE programming. I, I expect them to show up on NXT, though, before they probably show up on main roster, though. There's pretty much one person that everybody wants to come back, and we've discussed it, too, at some point, showing they're coming back, and that's Ronda. Um. I, I expect Ronda Rousey at the Rumble. I expect her to win the Women's Royal Rumble. I expect her and Becky Lynch at WrestleMania this year. If I don't get the match, I'm going to be disappointed because I really do feel like we were left with a cliffhanger and it was not finished. And if they do not finish that feud, that is a that is something because she took a year off to go have a baby. It's been a year almost. Didn't happen. Baby, come back and wrestle. Because you know what? You keep posting videos that you miss it. We'll come back and do it then. I'm tired of hearing the videos on a weekly basis about how much you miss WWE. Just come back, Ronda Rousey. You know, that's what you want to do. And you know what? She is really talented. I do love watching her. She's awesome in the ring. But don't give her the belt that quick. Um. I feel like if she did come in and win at WrestleMania, she would have to lose it the night after WrestleMania. The uh, only one thing is, is if she does come back, maybe she'll come back for like a night or two just to finish it, if or finish that whole little feud that her and Becky have, or she could stay. It's pretty much whatever happens, happens kind of thing. We don't know yet. What about, I just, it just came to my head. You know, we just talked about those guys and people who might show up in the Rumble. Well, you know, there's also a big possibility CM Punk could be in the men's Royal Rumble. Well, on that thought, I just had another thought. What about if AJ Lee shows up at the Women's Royal Rumble? Because Stephanie McMahon has sent the invitation out about a month ago, that she would love to have AJ Lee and CM Punk back on WWE television. She would love it. And AJ Lee has straight said it recently. She misses the business, and she's getting the itch again because her husband's back on television. Could we see the return of AJ Lee? If he gets a lot of you know publicity kind of thing, and like he gets back into role, I can see her coming back. It's basically probably going to be like a package deal kind of thing. You get him, you get her. On that note, Arbidre made a comment about maybe CM Punk and Seth Rollins. But let's not say about that right now. Let's say CM Punk and AJ Lee versus... Triple H and Stephanie at WrestleMania happens. Oh, no. I would be engaged in that match, 100%. I would love it. You know, there's one match that I'd love to see it happen, and it's pretty much the only thing that would actually be fun. And I know you said that to get on the subject, the Seth Rollins and CM Punk, but with AJ Lee and Becky Lynch. That'd be something to watch. I wouldn't be okay with that. I, I, I honestly, I think I would like better an AJ Lee and Bailey, just because they have more of a similar style. I think that would be a good match. Maybe a Sasha Banks and AJ Lee would be good too. But Becky Lynch, I feel like if she got in there, I don't know. I feel like they've pushed her a little too far. So for a whole year without her losing that belt. If she doesn't lose it at WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Well, if she doesn't lose it, if she doesn't wind up fighting someone like a Ronda Rousey, she'll fight Shayna Baszler. That's who she'll wind up fighting. And Shayna Baszler will beat her. Yeah. Um, I mean, I hate to say it, but I like Shayna Baszler. I do. I, I have no reason not to like that woman. I do love Rhea Ripley, who is now the new NXT Women's Champion, which I love it. Great, awesome. Beautiful comeback. But NXT, going into it real quick. Um, Keith Lee, you know, future champion. Um, 
Finn Balor, another, another future champion. Those guys like that. What future holds for NXT and these wrestlers real quickly? Honestly, I have no clue. There's a, a bunch of possibilities that could happen. Basically, the future is unseeable. Probably no Finn Balor. I'm not gonna, I hope he doesn't, but he like gets buried or anything like that, or Keith Lee gets buried. Like it, anything can happen. Now, as a reminder, knowing WrestleMania is coming up, we're getting into WrestleMania season. The road to WrestleMania starts at the Royal Rumble. Um, after WrestleMania is said and done, more than likely, we will probably have another draft. They will shake things up. Who from NXT goes to the main roster? Who from the main roster goes to NXT? What happened? That, that the whole thing to be shook up. I, honestly, I see a Dominic Dijakovic going to a main roster. I see a Keith Lee going to a main roster. I would love to see Keith Lee on Raw and Dominic Dijakovic on SmackDown. That's how I feel about that. And I feel like someone like a Braun Strowman would succeed and go beyond expectations on NXT because they would give him the television time that he needs. Um, to, to build him up a lot better. I feel like that that's the way to go with some of those guys. Um, honestly, I think Sami Zayn needs to go back to NXT. He sucks. Yeah, you're right. Cesaro needs to go back to NXT. I think some of these guys need to go back to development to build up their... Their little, you know, self. And I'm excited that Sheamus is returning. I'm excited. I'm ecstatic. Nobody's really speaking about that that much, though. Like, you haven't seen anybody say much about it. I'm excited. Oh, I'm excited. I can't wait for the fellow to return. No pun intended. <laughs> but going into the segment, our next segment real quick. Um, we're going to talk about terrorists beyond death uh, and the next lands. Subject. Yeah, next lands. Um, they're coming out for the next set. Um these are four-hour galaxy-looking lands. They're kind of like Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh type style cards, which I'm excited about. Um, the four arts are going to be amazing. Um, they look ama- look awesome. Um, spoilers for There Was Beyond Death start launching out this week. We've seen some some spoilers already. We ain't going to talk about that today, but honestly, um, special level, what do you think about Nick's lands? Honestly... Everybody likes the unstable lands and everything. I think these next lands are going to be the next unstable lands because they're actually very beautiful with their artwork. And the foil, everybody's going to be wanting that. Speaking of those foils, make sure to go support your local um, car shop doing pre-release as they will be having pre-release on the first night. Um, they will have BioBox promos with the BioBox and the pre-release. If you do a BioBox, you will get a um, BioBox promo and a Nixland that's supposed to be foiled, but Magic goofed up and accidentally sent out a non-foil one. So you will also be getting that and a foil one that they will be sending with that to make up for it. So you get three biobox promos. Amazing. So definitely go support your local uh, car shop, wherever that is, um, and definitely support them doing these events for these next lands that look amazing. All right. Next segment. Um, Xbox Series X. So this announcement of this system came out during the Video Game Awards. Um, to be honest, I wasn't too impressed with the design of the system, but thinking about it now, I'm still not impressed, <laughs> but I understand why they did it. Yeah, are you talking about how they? Ha- it's like looking like a giant tower kind of look. It looks like a computer tower. That's yeah, exactly. that's what I'm thinking. It looks like a tower. Maybe if they're trying to follow the whole bigger is better type of thing. I don't think it's right. Like they, they had like the itty bitty consoles, pretty much like the Xbox 360, the Xbox One, and everything. I can't see like you having a tower. That's just basically if you want a tower, go got and go get a PC. Well, Microsoft has done PCs their whole lives, so I mean, 
Maybe that's taking what they know. Yeah, it, keep it to what you know Xbox has. Don't change it on the players. Yeah, I am kind of disappointed that they didn't change the controller. Um, there's no, really no change to this new controller. Um, I think that was a big goof. I feel like that was something they could have count, definitely counterlized on and maybe set the system above the others, but they didn't. Yeah, the controller, it's it's just basically an Xbox One controller. Like nothing different about it. It basically it's just the same old controller that everybody's known. And so the rumor was that you could use the Xbox One controllers with this system. So as the announcement came as of last week, you will not be able to. This controller will have a certain type of processor in it. Um, some kind of new rumble pack. That's the only thing new in it. Some kind of new exclusive rumble pack that's supposed to be a realistic feel to it. Um, that will now not be, that makes any controller not compatible but those ones. These controllers, so yeah, it's going to suck. And I was reading um, where pre-order you can buy the system at 500 bucks and an extra controller is $99.95. Why? Why? That's all I could ask is why? I don't know. And the PS5 pre-order, you know, it's still a $500 system too, but the extra controller for that system is $59.95, which I'm okay with that because knowing it has an LED touchscreen. That's what everybody likes about the new controller. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. The, the, and PlayStation still really hasn't showed us what their system looks like and what's in it yet. What are they waiting on? Maybe they... Did, and the thing is, did Xbox unload the gun too early? I mean... It's interesting. Basically, they showed their enemy their weapon before the enemy drew theirs. And Sony was there. And they wanted thought Sony was going to announce a system. And I think that's what Sony did. They, they, they played a bluff because they had this huge announcement. And their huge announcement was they no longer – um, Microsoft no longer has access – has the rights to Gears of War. That Gears of War going forward is a PlayStation exclusive, and that they will be re-releasing all the Gears of War on PlayStation. And that'll make a lot of people happy because I played Gears of War on Xbox, and when I switched over to PlayStation, I was really upset with pretty much most of the stuff that I used to play on Xbox not available on PlayStation. Well, we'll see when this system launches and when the next announcements happen for the next systems. Um, we're going to go into segment six. So real quickly, uh, before we go into segment six, make a little disclaimer. If you do not want to hear any spoilers, we are about to talk about Star Wars, Mandalorian, and a few other subjects. If you do not want to hear spoilers, please jump about 10 to 15 minutes ahead. And you will not hear spoilers if you don't care. Just give you a heads up. We are in the spoiler alert point, and we will be starting in three, two, one. All right, segment six starts. All right, so Mandalorian just went with their season finale. Really excited about that. Um, I have really enjoyed the Mandalorian. I, I wasn't sure if I was going to like it as a Star Wars show. Star Wars you know, the movies kind of disappointing to me. This I enjoyed. I liked it. Um, the child. If you don't know what the child is, and you know it by the code name, Baby Yoda, you suck. But the child, um, to me, was the key point of the show. I loved how the Mandalorian would get to see his face, and um, how we've got to see this whole story come full circle at the end, with a cliffhanger at the end to hint that there is going to be a second season. Um, takeaways. I do feel like some episodes didn't make sense. Yeah, you're right. The one thing about it is there was a lot of twists and turns most of the time. Like, you didn't know which way it was going to go. But all in all, it actually ended up being pretty decent. I enjoyed Bill Burr in the in the episode that he was in. Uh, I, I love Bill Burr. Huge fan of him. Um, 
one of the best fucking comedians you will ever hear. And if you don't like him and you don't know who he is, go watch F for Family. And if you don't like him, you need to get the fuck off this podcast right now because you're not my friend. <laughs> but also, since we're in the spoiler alert, so we can talk about how the how the ending went. The ending had a like there was a lot of heartfelt moments. Oh, probably some tears could be shed if like you got attached to the character and everything. And it was just full and amazing in action. Did you honestly think Mando was about to die? Honestly, with his pride, yes, I thought he was going to die. I was actually shocked at that droid saying. Well, that's somebody. Yeah, no way. You got a vibrator going off over there? No, there's just notifications. Okay. But also, I didn't expect the droid to do it either. Because isn't wasn't that the droid from like the first episode? It was, and that's where um, he was, remember after he shot him, the guy that helped him in the first episode. Picked um picked up the droid, rewired it, reprogrammed them to become a nurse droid. Yep, which is actually pretty amazing. Which the way he died, it, it was kind of sad though. But it had to happen for it, them to survive. It had to happen for them to survive. But it kind of made you feel for him because you got to take a fact this: his primary function was to protect the child, aka Baby Yoda. For people that don't know still, and he pretty much goes through lava. And blows up everything with his self-destruct, which was kind of sad. So we did some math the other day, and if you listen and you listen to the podcast and you know about the math on this, please message me and uh, you know on here and let us know how you feel. Um, or you can email me anytime, um, and I will give out that email here at the end of the show. Um, it's, but I feel like the. The age limits on him. We were doing some math. They said that the Mandalorian, the and the Mandalorian baby Yoda was around fifty years old. Uh, yeah, the child was around fifty years old. But that was how long the tracker was on. So he might have been a little bit older than that. But for every twenty-five years on their planet, that's one year in our life in developmental. So. That child was probably around two and a half years old. Oh, God. And how old was Yoda then? Yoda was 27 in our age. So, basically. Oh, God. I wonder how what their actual lifespan could be, though. It's That's mind-blowing. I just blew that, your mind. That's amazing. Like, you have no clue what, like, Yoda died young. The sky's the limit with their age. Like we don't know that. Oh God! If they make it so he like it shows at the very end of the whole series how old he can actually get. Oh no! And now Mando is has is the father of this child until he finds his home and his family, which got him his new signet. Yeah. Um, going from there, let's talk about Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker. Um, and if someone that's in the room doesn't want to hear spoilers, I'm going to say earmuffs for a few seconds if you don't want to hear spoilers. But, um, so <laughs> just so many things to talk about. <laughs> what about Ray being a power thing? Her Pal- Palpatine, Palpatine, yeah, her. Um, her father was the dark, her grandfather was the dark prince, like one of the dark lords of Star Wars. Yeah, it was like crazy. Which red? That was an amazing thing. Uh, like, so basically, spoiler alert. Still, I loved how he turned. He, he became a Skywalker. He broke his like Kylo Ren and completely threw it away and turned himself into the Skywalker. Basically went back to being his other self, Ben Solo. I do love though the idea that they they, they had us. I thought 
Kylo Ren and Ray were both going to live, and that they were going to be a couple. And I, I felt that way about it. And then I was like, but then when Kylo died, instantly, like you're like, wait a minute, what? No, like, like what, what the hell is this? And then to see her bury the lightsabers, and someone walk up and go, "Who are you?" To to Ray, she goes, "I'm a Skywalker." That was like what? There's one fun part about this though. How Kylo Ren or Ben Solo broke from his Kylo side when he saw a familiar face that we never thought would show up. Han Solo had to show up. And a lot of people were upset about the Carrie Fisher CGI. That, you know, that's how they had to do Princess Leia. Ladies and gentlemen, a woman died way before this was filmed. You can't pretty much expect everything to go like and, the woman. And I'll tell you what they did. I enjoyed how they did it. They had unused footage from the first movie. That they didn't use. So they went in and used the voice. They took the voice from that footage. And chipped it. CGI'd it into, chopped it into a CGI version of Carrie Fisher. Um, which, to me, I, I couldn't tell. But if you like, if people, oh, you can kind of hear how slow and more authentic the voice was. Oh, who gives a crap? We got Princess in the last movie. Honestly, I didn't notice that because I was so into the movie. I'm, I'm so sucked into the story. There's one part that you, the Princess Leia that you got to talk about, and that's what Ray got from her or Luke. Yeah, and it's her lightsaber from her her training. And Kylo wound up using it at the end. Yes, after at one point we thought he was early dead from falling to death, comes back and just goes ham on Palpatine. Well, we're gonna go from that um, to. I want I want to touch on something cool. We got to see a trailer, TV trailer that that was only in Japan. It hasn't actually been dubbed and aired here in the United States yet, but it was Baby Sonic. Um, I don't know. The thing is, is that it's now saw a couple like minutes ago. It it it's just sudden. This new Sonic movie coming. At first, when they first aired the trailer, and we got that freaking fat, fluffy Sonic that looks stupid as hell, and then they went back and redid it, and Sonic looks amazing now. But here's the thing. I don't know still, to this moment how I feel about Jim Carrey. And I love Jim I'm a huge Jim Carrey fan. I will never talk bad about Jim Carrey as an actor. But I don't know how I feel about Jim Carrey playing. Dr. Eggman. Or Robotnik. Well, to me, he's always going to be Eggman. Yeah, everybody knows him as Robotnik, Eggman, or I just know him as, you know, the baldy that Sonic tries to always beat up. The one thing I like about it is most of these trailers that we've seen so far, I'm guessing, like, the you've probably seen at the end of one of the trailers, that there could be a hint to another Sonic movie at one point if this one actually does good. Well, Knuckles has been launched. Has and I guess you you haven't seen it yet either. But Knuckles has leaked in a Japanese trailer. And this movie that's yeah. coming up. What about Tails though? Because that's Sonic's buddy. We've only I've only heard of Knuckles and Amy. Oh God, they're probably that's probably going to be the ending though. That, yeah. Like they're going to show up at the end when Sonic returns. But to maybe. me, Robotnik was fat, and I don't understand why we have a skinny Robotnik. To me, and I've I've seen people say Jim Carrey's making Doctor Robotnik look sexy, and I went, "Oh God." The mindset of Jim Carrey, I think he could do the whole Robotnik thing. Yes, the look is eh, but the mindset, I think he could do it. Uh, Jim Carrey's an amazing actor. I'm not going to give him. Like I said, when I watch this movie, I'm, I, I might enjoy it. I always laugh or I get like very into it. I just hope it's ain't another Dragon Ball movie. Yeah, like like his old all the old stuff like the mask. Oh, I loved it. And then we had another trailer launch a couple of weeks ago, Ghostbusters Afterlife. 
something um, you're not fond of right now. I don't know how I feel about it. I, to this day, I still don't know how I feel about it. To me, this is not your normal Ghostbusters movie. Like, it's not got as much action. It's like, to me, Ghostbusters is hunting, getting ghosts, you know, having that song play. I'm not afraid to ghost. You know, that's to me, it's Ghostbusters. I don't I, like. And I know the original cast is supposed to be in this movie. I haven't seen any sign of this original cast. That's how they get you. They don't show you, but watch, it's going to end up happening. In it. They're marqueed in it. That's not. It's not even like. And what they call them. They're not even like what they call them. Um, cameos. They were. They got moves in these movies as their original characters. Where the fuck are they? Okay. Now, I hate to say this, but yeah, we're in the spoiler zone pretty much. What if they only show up because everybody knows, if they've seen the trailer, that uh, the relatives of Spengler come and live in that farmhouse. What if the beginning, the only reason we see the old cast members is to attend his funeral or something? That would be dumb. But yeah, they. I just had a cat tag me, guys, on live podcast. <laughs> um, but we, um, I don't know. I, I think if they do that, I'm going to be disappointed. But um, I, I like know. it starting out because it's pretty much showing. It's. I'm just going to say this it's Ghostbusters for the newest generation. We got well one minute left in this segment, so let's hurry up on this real quick. Um, I don't seeing some of the, the the creatures and the monsters that showed up in the trailer. Like I, I, I seen a lot of cameos too, some of the old movies, but I feel like with the second trailer it has to speed up. It has to speed up. We have to have more action, more stuff, more more just better everything. If not. I don't know if I'm going to go to theaters and watch it. I might wait for it. I'll probably go and watch it just to give it, you know, the benefit of the doubt. Okay. So going out of this segment, we're going to go into segment seven. Um, we're going to go into a little bit of an old rivalry here. Um, this will kind of intrigued by this little subject. McDonald's versus Burger King. Um, I love it. So, personally, as a kid, I loved McDonald's. As a grown-up, I fucking hate Burger King. And to be honest, I don't really like McDonald's anymore. The only thing I like for McDonald's is once a year, and that's the fucking McRib. And that thing disappears quicker than freaking my underwear does around this house. I don't think the viewers need to hear about your underwear, buddy. (laughs) Basically, they let's just say they go lickety split like that. They disappear. I swear, kids take them. I don't know why they'd want your underwear, but okay. Or trolls, something. I I think I think I think my kids hide them all. That's what it is. I think they hide them. Think it's funny. Yeah, but that whole subject, the whole McDonald's versus Burger King. You know me by now. I love food. I designated myself as the human garbage disposal. I'll pretty much eat all the leftovers and everything. I see a challenge, y'all. Yeah, he, he sees a challenge going on, which I haven't agreed to yet. I'm, maybe down the line I will. I think, I can... Hey, guys, real quickly, how would you feel about Special Nova? And go ahead and go ahead and start commenting out on, on, on the uh, comment section of this video. Or a podcast. Um, would you want to see Special Nova do a 50 Nuggets in 5-Minute Challenge? I could do that. I, I would be down for that. But I also get to get the sauce with it, too. I mean, I get to pick the sauce. No, I don't get to pick the sauce. Let's let the viewers pick the sauce. That's fair idea. But also, do they get to choose where the nuggets come from? We can do 25 McDonald's, 25 Burger King. 
The only bad thing about the Burger King ones, they mess up my stomach, but I'll still do the challenge. Let's do that. that. At the end, though, you can decide which one's better, which one has the better nuggets. But then I'll eat them both at the same exact time, so how would I understand? I'd say I'd say two minutes and 50 seconds for each thing. I mean, it, don't, I, it probably wouldn't matter anyways. But um, McDonald's. I, as now, I really don't like McDonald's, Burger King. I, I just never liked it. I think their food kind of tastes generic to me. If I was going to pick a fast food place, it wouldn't be neither one of them. It would probably be Wendy's or, honestly, Wendy's and Dairy Queen are probably my favorite places. But that's just because I don't like McDonald's or Burger King. Okay, so are we talking about like fast food burgers or just fast food in general? McDonald's versus Burger King. Like, which one is your favorite? If I had to pick one, it'd be McDonald's. Just because it would be McDonald's because I grew up eating McDonald's. I love the Big Mac, and also I love the thought of how McDonald's burgers can literally sit there for years on years on years and still be freaking good afterwards. Yes, yeah. that has been proven. Yeah, that 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 worries me. And it's uh, and it survives battery acid. Uh, all right. Well, um, McDonald's, McDonald's, and we will have a food challenge with you at some point with that. Um, yeah. Going to segment eight real quick. Um, we have probably a minute and a half to discuss on this segment. Uh, beer money possibly coming to WWE, um, which we already have um, the glorious Barbie in WWE. Um, now we're possibly looking at the Tennessee Cowboy James Storm. Um, beer money to me is one of the greatest tag teams that TNA wrestling ever had. Besides. America's most wanted. I love them too. Um, but and again, Jane Storm was a part of that team. So Jane Storm was a part of both of the two greatest tag teams in DNA wrestling. Jane Storm, do you think they could do pure money in WWE, knowing it's a family friendly company, a PG company, and knowing that Jane Storm drinks beer? He cannot wrestle without drinking beer. Okay, about that. If you're going to go with the whole beer thing, then let's think about this. What does Stone Cold Steve Austin mostly do? And look at what happened with, uh, what was it, AJ? They were all drinking beer on TV. So you can't tell me about the whole beer thing. But that Stone Cold, he gets a little bit more leeway than most people. Yeah, but still, hey, they, they might get some leeway with some people. You never know. Um, So uh, we will be filming a podcast this Tuesday. Um, coming up, um, we have a, a special guest coming up. His name is Saratos. Um, he is out of Chicago. He's a singer. Um, kind of excited about that. He's a really, I've had him on the show before. Really, really good guy. Um, really down to earth. Um, he has some good music. Yeah, and he will be singing for us on the show. Really excited for that. Um, first time I'm going to actually have a live performance done on the podcast i'm kind of excited that's great that's something that oh no you notice i just know something new year new decade and new stuff on the podcast you're gonna have something actually thinking about that we might have to do that thursday instead of tuesday guys um i actually have to be at the top tuesday so i just forgot all about that that will happen thursday sorry Sorry about that. I did not think about that. I will be um, emailing Saratos right now to talk to him about that. Don't forget to also give them your email. And then uh, FanFest review going to happen probably Monday, Tuesday of next week, uh, the week after. Um, you want to tell them why after? <laughs> we will be there. We will be a part of that convention that year, and I will be doing a review. Cannot say exactly what is going to happen. Gonna happen or what that will be about. But as y'all know, I'm pretty brutally honest when it comes to stuff like that. Um, again, this is the Geek Show podcast. You can email me anytime at the real geek show live at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook too at the Geek Show. Um, we are also streaming live every week on Anchor iTunes and Spotify now, which is pretty awesome. Um, again, make sure to check us out on a weekly basis. Um, again, I am the National Geek, and I'm Special Nova, 
And guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Um, on that, we have 40, 15 seconds. What did you learn? More stuff. That's all I'm going to say. It's a lot of stuff. Exciting stuff. I, I, I suck at times at doing some things, but that's all right. And everybody geek on.